this is the situation that happens with unwed children. Let's make this as easy breezy as possible because she don't deserve the confrontation. And right. that's just how we push through. Not saying that it was easy breezy, not saying that we didn't have conflicts, not saying that, you know, I wanted to whoop that ass. But <laughs> at the end of the day, <laughs> what would she be worth it? No. You know, our livelihoods would be in jeopardy. And like you said, we work hard for everything that we do got and you know, soaring to achieve. So, you know, you think logical. You're listening to the Own Your Keys podcast, where we give you tools to own your keys, not just any keys, your keys to life. We're talking about copreneurship, finances, real estate, business, balance, and all things in between. We have Jay, the executor, and Mink, the visionary. Two different personalities, but one common goal. And together, they're teaching people how to master money, marriage, and magnitude. What's good, everybody? You are now tuned into the Own Your Keys podcast. I'm your girl, me, and we got right here beside me my handsome, handsome husband. Mr. Jay Goday, a.k.a. Mr. On Your Keys. What's good, y'all? Mr. On Your Keys, that's a new name? Yes, you know, I just I just started that, like, a couple <laughs> days ago. stick with that one, though. <laughs> well, we got, we got something good going on today. We do, man. So we got a special guest today, y'all, our first guest, Mr. and Mrs. Clarkston. Tony Clarkston, Dewana Clarkston, owners of Deluxe Hair and Cuts in Louisville, Kentucky. What's good, y'all? What's Wait, but hold about? on. But it ain't just about the hair. It's it's an experience, baby. Oh, definitely. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, y'all. I'm so happy to be on board with you guys, and I hope everybody tuning in get what they need and have a good time with us today. So, what's up, y'all? Y'all are almost, I, before I go into a spiel about talking about how, how I met y'all and go into that deep story, you know, y'all are an entrepreneur couple. Y'all together every day. Y'all work together just like me and me. Like, you know, I'm sure y'all get people to ask y'all all the time, how y'all do it? How y'all work together? How y'all be together all day, every day? Do y'all get tired of each other? Do you hate them sometimes when you get up? Do you feel like, man, you can't just get out of my face and stop talking to me? Do y'all argue about, you know, <laughs> Oh, where the money went at? We I'm, we right next to each other all day. You see what's coming in. You see what's going on. Why you ain't, where the money at? Well, you you asking a lot of questions. <laughs> I know, first, just, wait, I, first, I, I let, let, let them formally introduce themselves. Go ahead, where go are y'all from? How long have y'all been married? <laughs> well, thanks, Nick. Well, I'm Dewana, and I'm Dewana Clarkson. I'm from New Orleans, and we met in New Orleans. He was in the military in New Orleans. My husband is Tony Clarkson. Uh, we've been married going on 19 years. We will be celebrating of Lord willing 20 years next year. Wow. And um, we in Louisville, Kentucky. We've been in a hair game for about 20 years, as long as we've been together. And we also um, are newly salon and barbershop owners for about three years now. Okay. And yes, I'm Tony, uh, Tony Clarkson. I'm originally from Louisville, Kentucky. Met Dewana in New Orleans, Louisiana. I was uh, doing active duty time with the Navy. Okay. And I met her, you know, and we, once we got to talking, we both realized that we uh, had a passion for the hair, 
hair business and things like that. And we just connected, and here we are now, 19, going on 20 years later. That's a long time. I can't wait to be married that long. I know, right? Yeah, I say hey. that all the time. <laughs> Believe it or not, it goes fast. Oh. <laughs> really? It does? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. I mean, we've been married okay. seven years. We've been together nine. We've been married seven years, and we really don't even feel like we've been, we don't even feel like we've been together that long, so. Right. It'll be 10 years, and it's like, man, we've really been together 10 years. Like, yeah, they say when you having fun, time goes fast, fast, right? Good time, fly. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm gonna go ahead and gotta talk about like how I first met the wine. Okay. That's good because you just jumped all the way in it. I did. So, I was, I was 15 <laughs> when I first met y'all, you know. Through my best friend, you know, Dewana's sister, DeAndre, you know, my sister, uh, man, you know, so that was, that was my road dog. And we, me and my homies, we used to, that's what we used to spend our time at. When we didn't have no food at home or we didn't have nothing else to do and we didn't really know what it was, I look, we about to go to Miss Robin house. And, you know, and one, this, I, I want to say this was like in the summertime, you know, then Dewana and Tony popped up. We was like, I was like, girl, you got a sister? <laughs> yeah, I do. I was, like, I was like, so y'all was a young couple at the time. I remember since I remember thinking at the time, like, you know, I just don't see that. Like, y'all don't see like y'all always really did seem like y'all were so happy to be with each other, even at that time. You know, being young and just you know, I don't even know if y'all was. I don't remember how, how how many years ago that was, but I don't even know how long y'all had been married. But just like seeing y'all coming back and y'all stayed there for a while, and I finally want to ask y'all. You know, like what had what. What transitioned y'all to do what y'all did at that point? Because I know me and Ming did something similar. And I want to kind of talk to y'all about what transitioned y'all to do, you know, to come back to New Orleans, to live over there at that time and at that point in y'all relationship. Well, I'm going to speak from my side and I'll let him speak from his side real briefly. Um, we was newly married. Um, we was probably married for going on two years, maybe two years to three at that moment. And I was really young. We got married. I was going on 21. He was 23. So that was really young for me to depart from my family and come up here and have no family. So with the role of coming here, not having a kid, being a stepmother instantly kind of like told on me to feel like I don't know if I'm ready. But when I came back home, being the mother that I have, you know, grounded me and structured me to know that you're a grown woman and you married, so fix it, you know, get it together, put on your big girl panties and handle your business. So I needed that structure at that time. And if I didn't come back home at that time and my husband followed soup, I don't know where we would be, but we're here today and I'm thankful and grateful for the journey that I did for the reason for me coming home. So that was really like the big reason. I didn't know if I really wanted to be in a foreign place at that moment. But then once I got to my place that I was comfortable with, I knew that that wasn't the journey for me. So we decided to come back and make it happen the right way. And I guess for me, I guess for me, it was like, Honestly, after all these years, we really never had this discussion about that. <laughs> but oh, no. we, I guess, I mean, I guess we was thinking the same because when uh, we when, when we was newly married, we first came came here to Louisville, 
and she felt like she said in a foreign place and out of place and i could tell that that time she was so she had got a little homesick we decided to come back to new orleans and even though i had lived there and met her there and i was in the service there for like four years being out of the service with that comfortability i felt like i was back in a foreign place so we both went through that same transition and then well, we did have a conversation at the time and I just felt as the man, I knew I, I knew what I can do back at home. I, I know my hometown, you know, so I knew what kind of jobs I can find. I knew, I knew any little thing, I knew I can find something easier and, and I felt it would be better than, than going down to New Orleans, you know? Okay. okay. So it was a collective decision. It was a collective decision, yeah. Yeah, it you know, really was. first it was one, first it went it was one side of my way. I, I needed to go back home, and I also had a daughter here at the time. Okay, so already, y'all, y'all so I was a, like, a, a child that is not for the both of you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. I have an older daughter now. She's twenty-three. Okay. At her when she was four years old. Yeah. And. Uh, that was my main reason to getting out of the military and coming back home was to be with my with my daughter. Right. At least be around her, you know what I'm saying? Because the long distance, I just couldn't handle it. And uh, so Duana agreed to come with me then. And then, like I said, we got here and we tried it for- About two or three years. About two or three years. And I could tell she was getting homesick and this and that. So since she gave me the chance to come back home, and then about this time, my daughter's going on like six, seven years old. So I had built up a decent, a better relationship because she was starting to get older too. And she knew, she started realizing how things were going to be. And uh, I gave Dewana the chance, you know, I followed her step and we came back to Louisiana to her hometown. But then after about nine months, I think it was about nine months, I just couldn't catch, it's like I couldn't catch a break as far as like a good job, steady. I was getting little jobs, but they was uh, they went lasting long, and I, I just we were staying with her parents, and in my mind, as a man, I had a time frame like yeah, I'm only gonna I'm gonna stay here for so many months, and I'm and we're gonna be on our own. But them so many months that I sat passed us by, yeah. and you know, as a man, I kind of start feeling less of a man there, like hey, I'm living off her parents, this and that, even though they wasn't tripping or anything, you know, they was they always had our back. Right. But I just felt like if I get back home one more time and mm-hmm. DeWana, you'd have been on both sides, you'd have been home, you'd have been here, you'd have been there. Stick with me. We're going to be all right. And but that's such turned. a big thing, though, that the fact that, you know, you as a man and y'all as a couple were even able to to do that and you care, you you loved her that much because, uh, you oh, know, yeah. a lot of men, they wouldn't have moved on that. You know, it would have been like, right. we It was all, it, it was definitely the love. And he said that too. He said, I'm going to go with you and leave my child once again to prove to you that I really won't be with you and make you happy. So wow. that stuck in my head the time that I was at home 
trying to adjust to our new norm, being that we had our own place here and then moving back with my parents, I felt back to my childhood, you know? So every time we didn't get the circumstances to go our way, you know, that played back in my head that he said he would leave his child once again. And me being a woman that I am and the way I was raised, I'm like, no, first of all, he's a black male. Second of all, it's not like he's trying to run away from his situation. And third of all, let me allow us to make this family the way it's supposed to be and that's blended. So let's come to a common ground of coming back to Kentucky and Louisville, Kentucky and making this happen the right way. So it will be structure. It will be guidelines. It will be things that you might can't have her every day, but we're going to have her the way that's comfortable for us all and it worked for us and you know time and time again we may have had to go back and forth to court but everything had to be indecent and in order for me <laughs> you know because I just didn't want the drama yeah it, it took time but that, and I'll tell you what a, a, a tough situation and position to be in is having your daughter or a child period on one side of you, wanting to see you every day or be around you every day, and then having your wife on the other side of you and you in the middle. That's 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 a rough decision, you know what I'm saying? But when you get like with her willing to be to help, you know what I'm saying, and work with me, you know, we made it happen. So do y'all do y'all feel like that time the do y'all feel like that time and that part of y'all marriage, that part of y'all life, kind of had a defining a defining situation on how y'all was able to progress as a married couple? That's a good question. I say so because we had to be strong and close knit as soon as. And and def we, we had to make big. It was like a big yeah, decision. It was we had to big make big decisions instantly. right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. and and so yeah. young, right? And, yeah. I, and I asked, and young. Yeah. I asked that because me and Mink got married. Um, I was 24, she was 25. And, you know, I had already had a kid. My son was 10 years <laughs> old, you know, and I had been, you know, when I met y'all, I had a son and I was 15. Yeah, that's right, so, Justin. <laughs> yes, when I, left, when I left him came to Baton Rouge at 18, I had been on my own since then. So me and her, when we got married, we got married in 2013. That same year, immediately, I got put on child support that same year. Well, yeah, it was the next. It was actually the next year, but no, well, it was that year. Well, yeah, we got married in September, so it was yeah, in it was January. Same, yeah. yeah. So that happened. <laughs> mind you, I was, I had you know my son was ten. I had already been taking care of him his whole he life. Was Eleven, actually. So, <laughs> so that that That's happened. Crazy. You know, then I had my youngest son was was living with us at the time. You know, I had I I, I I had custody of him at that time, and he came to me and said, "Okay, we need to move out and go stay with my parents." Yeah, and we were trying to start the business. That was another thing too. Yeah. And I was like, "Nah," I said, "I didn't been through some stuff since I've been out here in Baton Rouge," and I said, "I ain't never even went back home." So I said, "So going to your parents that's not that's not even an option." She was like. Yeah. She was like, nah, we really need to like, we really need to do this because we need to try to like figure some stuff out. We need to try to save some money. Initially, we was we was doing it to save money to try to buy a house. 
and we had started the business, but we wasn't actually like doing any business. Yeah, because this um, was at the end of 2014. 13. And we got married in 2013. Then we moved to your parents. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the at the end of 2014. It was the beginning. It's January of 2014. What? Yeah. I remember. I well, you gotta remember because you were yeah, together for me. I didn't want to go, so I remember. <laughs> and and just like Tony said, you know, like <laughs> it was cool. Like he ain't he he. It was like it. it we ain't never had no issue. You know, yeah. it was like he was cool. They was welcoming, and they were. They really were. I go back to say, you know, we moved there, and that that goal of of buying a house transformed to us building a business that we was able to gross over over a million dollars in two years. Yeah. And we stayed, you know, we had a small room. Like the room was really, really small. <sighs> and I always tell, I always like used to tell people like that was our house room because- <laughs> Yeah, we had everything in that room. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I like to tell people like that was like our house room because it wasn't no art. It wasn't no arguing loud. We whispering, trying to argue with each other. Yeah. You know, we trying to, we trying to, we trying to solve problems. You can't right. get mad and go sleep. On the couch. Yes. That's my father-in-law couch. You know, I can't go. I can't be trying to go invade his his whole situation. Right, so right. whatever we got going on in this room, it got to be figured out before we go to sleep because ain't nobody getting no sleep that night. And then it was so bad. Yep. It was the first year of our marriage. But what made yep. it what made it the hardest. I would say is because of the is because of the kids. Like for us, like our story, like yeah. it was difficult because you know, like my my daughter's dad, you know, was very confrontational. You know, then you know his sons, um, their moms were very confrontational, and so it was like he so he's dealing he's dealing with confrontation, and I'm dealing with confrontation because we didn't really we didn't really give the 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 baby moms and the baby dad like our energy so i so i wouldn't invade mm-hmm. what was going on with them even though we were married but and he wouldn't invade what was going on with, with me and him but they made it about us all the time <laughs> 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 so we we were fighting battles and trying to put out fires when it wasn't really him and i it was so much of dealing with the other stuff, you know? Yeah. And then with my son, by me being so young when he was born, he, when, when, when I got married, he, he had trouble with understanding the transition from me, from me being a boy to a man. Yeah. So half of his life, he was used to seeing me one way. And then because I was getting older and I started like transitioning into, you know, a man, he 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 immediately thought that I was changing because of because, because of, of her. me, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I can see so that. How, I can so see how, that. So how has like those kind of things with you, with you guys getting together? So you know, with your daughter being so young, how was the transition with you guys in terms of you know the daughter adjusting and the and the mom and all of that? One thing I will say about him, he never made it not about her when we first met he made it known that he had a daughter and she was back home and when he get out he was going to her so off the back we knew he had love for his child um he showed me pictures of her if he called or talked to her or she called while we was around at that moment 
um, you know, once we started getting serious, you know, we kind of like had our conversations, her and I. So when he took me home to meet his parents before we even got married, so I knew that was official. Like, <laughs> you invite me and I was surprised. My parents was like, okay, yes, you can go. I'm like, for real? Yeah. So when we did meet each other, you know, we already had been on the phone with, each, with me and his daughter a lot. And she used to call me girlfriend. I used to call her girlfriend all the time. So when she seen me, she instantly ran away. And remind, remind you, she's four years old at this time. So we took pictures at that moment. I combed her hair, you know, just treated her like a little girl. We went shopping and everything like that. So everything always been on the up and up with the relationship with his daughter and I because it wasn't about nobody else to me. Right. My mom always said, don't disrespect, you know, no man that's trying to take care of his family and, you know, play your role. So I never tried to overcompensate or undercompensate, if that makes sense. But Again, like you say, people are confrontational for reasons of business not being taken care of in the front, you know, front line and also um, maybe unfinished feelings, you know. So with that being said, like you say, you can't give that energy to that person because that's how conflicts and confrontations continuously go on. So that was our conversation, him and I, to keep us grounded. We can't argue. We're not going to do that. We're just going to go to court. <laughs> and we're just going to put everything on the docket. Everything got to be black and white. Um, handle your business. And justice will be served at the end of the day. This is the situation that happens with unwed children. Let's make this as easy, breezy as possible because she don't deserve the confrontation. And that's just how we push through. Not saying that it was easy breezy not saying that we didn't have conflicts not saying that you know I wanted to whoop that ass but <laughs> at the end of the day <laughs> what would she be worth it no you know our livelihoods would be in jeopardy and like you said we work hard for everything that we do got and you know soaring to achieve so you know you think logical at the end right. of the day yeah. it's hard to think logical yeah, at times. it is you know, me. it is <laughs> Because, yeah. you know, it's you said something very important and that goes to, you know, our kind of our topic of, you know, how co-parenting affects your affects your finances, affects your pocket. Because when you when you decide to blend a family, whether we like it or not, it's not just you, your spouse, and the kids. Those are mm -hmm. not the only people involved in that equation. So you have to factor in that you gotta almost think for other people. Mm -hmm. You know, because with however you move, like you said, you want you want beat them up. You know, we didn't been in a situation, man. This dude almost in a shootout. Well, oh no, oh, pretty much. You <laughs> know what was. I'm saying? But but that goes <laughs> back. You know, but that goes back to you know, it's not it's it's all of us in a situation, and yeah. in the heat of a moment, if 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 everybody does don't respond in an adult in a mature manner, because yeah. especially when you when you when you're going through this as young adults. You haven't mm -hmm. reached a certain level of maturity yeah. to be able to handle Correct. those things. Yeah. So Correct. if you respond in a certain way, you can end up in jail. You can end up dead. You can end up losing using, losing your livelihood. You can end up losing a lot to where that actually affects the way that you maneuver through life futuristically. Even going to jail and things like that, you know, that, that could affect your ability for, you know, even being able to get a job, right. you know, if you 
accidentally kill someone or something like that. You right. Know, Get so. employment, you know, even yeah. even some professional licenses. So it's like, yeah. you know, I don't I think, you know, it's conversation that, you know, we're having more often now is is that for when you have a when you're in a co-parenting situation, all parties have to understand that it's not just it's not just us. It's not just us and the child. Like everybody it, it becomes a, it's a blended family because you have to consider the other parties as well. Y'all gotta have y'all stuff together just as much as, as we do. Whether you got a husband over on the other side or a wife on the other side, we all should be mingling and making sure that this child is getting what they need. Yeah, especially with the times like for instance, you know, mm-hmm. you know, where you know people when they're calling and saying they don't have a place to live, you know, and then if if we both tore up, there the parents over there, well, the mom or the dad over there don't have a place to live, and then we don't have our stuff together, don't have our place to live. That leaves the child stuck out because now no one can provide a roof over the child's head, right. you know. And you know that has been a situation. Well, not on our side, but you know, thank God, you know, before that, just think it. it whenever you have those parents where you so mad at the other parent. That this that they can't provide a roof over their head, but you so mad that you like no, it's your responsibility. I'm paying you child support. No, you take you know you right. know and it's mm-hmm. like that's not right because the child is the one that's really affected by it. You know. Right. Yep. So. And you know I I know we're gonna you know we're gonna talk about this. I'm actually writing a, a, a ebook about this, but you know when it comes to like child support, you know we talk about we talk about the child support enforcement laws and policies how child support enforcement in the courts, they don't promote co-parenting strategies. They just promote mm. the payment Say of that again. So Say when, that again. <laughs> when, you really at, when you're really looking at the support of a child, it's far beyond just the just financial payment. Yeah, financially supporting your child is a big part of it. But if the if the policy of child support is so is is so socially in in injustice mm-hmm. that when some most most fathers or even some mothers that's on child support you can't even you can't even provide for for your household and pay the child support obligation so that causes you to have to be away from your child because you're trying to compensate for that in other ways other jobs other more hours at work which we all know the more you make the more they take but it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a law system you know and i got to the point yeah. I had to really reflect and say, you know what? I'm not even mad at y'all. I'm mad at the system. The because si- the system plays both sides. Yep, exactly. System coerces yeah. the, the custodial parent to, to make them think, oh no, you have to do this. Your yes. child needs to get certain services if you don't do this. Yeah, healthcare can't get healthcare if you don't if you don't yeah. do this. If you don't do this application, you can't even your child can't get healthcare. They you have to go put them on some insurance. And you might not even be on a job that provides insurance for your child. Exactly. Yeah. But we have, but it's a it's a policy. You know, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a system designed for for social bondage. Exactly. Stronghold. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a it's all it's a money thing. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Every time. It is. Yeah. That's all it is. It is. And it's, you know, it's, it's sad. And, um, you know, we definitely are looking at some ways to make sure that, you know, that people are informed and, and, you know, as in the future, the people understand it's, a, it's another way. Yeah. There's, a, there's another way that, that you can do this without needing the courts or the child support enforcement system. Right. No. And I, I actually, I've been on both sides. I've been put on child support. 
and I've and I've received was supposed oh, to receive I was supposed to receive child support. <laughs> <laughs> but, so yeah, I've been I've been on both I've been on both sides. And how has and, that what has your experience been? Oh well I was first on child I was first ordered to pay child support for twelve years. Okay. Well, actually, eight years. I was put on child support when my daughter was four, and uh, around the time when y'all got married, huh? Yep. Right after we got married, you know how that goes. Uh, everything just went south, and I was put on child support, which I was actually, honestly, the whole time I was in the military, the whole first four years of her life, the daughter's life, I was paying child support. Without a court, without a court order, though, yes. with a verbal agreement, yep. which I have been told and taught from my parents Me to too. either get it in writing or keep receipts, but I didn't listen. For four years, I paid money twice a month on the first and the fifteenth when I get paid by the government. I'm she never got too, so. <laughs> okay, so she got money just as well. And after four years, it was said that I had never had been taking care of my child. And honestly, I couldn't do nothing about it. I had no paper trail. I had I because I didn't listen. So I got stuck with back pay and everything. Oh, and wow. then I fought for custody and fought and fought and fought for eight years. And at the age of 12, I got full custody of my daughter. And they offered me the opportunity to place the mother on child support. I said no, because I was just excited to have my to have custody. That's all I wanted. And then somehow something had happened and uh the, the court wind up putting her on child support. They wind up putting her on. But I've never received and that girl's 23 years old now. <laughs> but I'll say this. When I was on child support, it was times now, it was times I got behind on my child support. Yeah, that, well, I was going to say that actually whenever you finished. Yeah. And them people, them people came looking for me. They oh. come for you. Oh, yes, indeed. But but I was supposed to get child support at, this, at, at the daughter's age of 12. She's 23. <laughs> I haven't got a, a dime. And, and she probably still has her license and everything, huh? Yeah. And exactly. they ain't saying nothing. Uh, I remember a few years ago, a lady called me and said, Mr. Clarkson, you know, you're owed some child support. I said, well, I know that. <laughs> she said, it's a couple it's a couple thousand dollars. I said, yes, ma'am. Can you get it to me? She said, you got to go to court. I said, you know what, man? My daughter's in almost twenty. She was almost twenty at the time. I said, my daughter almost twenty years old. I ain't been to court in so many years. I'm not trying to get tied back up in y'all system. Y'all can keep that money. Yeah, right. I ain't saying I don't need it, right? But I don't have time to go through that no right. more. It ain't even but it. if the shoe was on the other foot, y'all would have right. Been if the shoe was, but when I owe a uh, hundred dollars, <laughs> they was looking for me. <laughs> Embarrassing. Come to yeah. your job do anything yeah. yeah it is it's very embarrassing i remember one yeah. time 
you know, him, um, one of, one of them had to get braces and, you know, they made it, they made it to where they called it an ordinary expense. So they make it to where it's actually an arrearage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. $2,100 to the back end. But then right. they lied though. They said that they said that it wasn't going to show as an arrear. They said it was just going to act, it was going to be on the account. And I was like, and then it showed. Yeah. yeah. So then they, so because they added a hundred, they were like, they added an extra hundred dollars a month to the payment. And then I, when income tax t- time came, you know, we was like, well, you know, why income tax that? <laughs> the whole, the, I think they had then got a, a lump sum of about eighteen hundred dollars. Yeah. And I was right. like, you know, yeah. how y'all gonna do this? It's, y'all said it wasn't an arrears; it was just added as an extraordinary expense. But I'm like, you know, it just go back to to that system, that policy. It's just yeah. Really not. It's not designed for families. Yeah. No, it's, it's just designed to really separate the families. That's it. And have the woman depend on the system, yep. and and really like force the man to to go, to, to break and go astray and and just yep. wind up getting caught up in the system for real. Yep. That's, That's what they try to do. And when y'all said spoke on the. Um, gets taxes taken away with his situation of being put on child support and immediately being in the rear because again he never done anything so to speak but he he did um that was something that i experienced our first year first First two years first two years of marriage yeah now remind you my name is changed to clarkson and i get a check separately so they already had said we separate already in in their eyes so separately i get a check but we never get the full income tax return that we know we went to the tax place and basically when i get my check in my maiden name like here this your part (laughs) i was like so you say that because you know i'm sure you and you and me share like a similar experience like being a woman and having and, and basically having to be understanding of that situation. Like I came, I came into this. I'm dealing with your. It's tough. It's like I'm dealing with your baggage, but it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like how you, you know, like like kind of talk about that. I know you. I know me and her talked. We've had candid conversations with each other about how she's felt and you know. So it's like like talk about like how how you persevere through that and really like and really stick by stick by your man's side and understand like you know that. It's not gonna always be this way, but it it it, it don't feel good right now. Mm, yeah, um, being in a being in a household where I was, I had a two parent home. I seen ups and downs with my parents. I seen my mama's strength. I seen her break. I've seen a lot. So with that being said, I always had a father that took care of me. I always had a father that was a stand up guy. I always had a father that worked. And within this image of this man that I have next to me, I see a lot of my father in him. (laughs) So that kept me grounded because I knew he was stronger than this. I knew I was stronger than this. I just had to pray a lot and ask God to show me how to handle it for him in a sense to make sure that we do this the right way. So when I left again, that's the reason of me leaving because I got to my breaking point. Like I could deal with a nigga in New Orleans. Like why am I dealing with this bull crap here? But 
that was just speaking out of madness. You know what I'm saying? And I can't give God, I can't give the devil the glory for that. So me going back home and getting this reassurance from my mother again, and also in a sense to really strategizing how I can make this happen for us. Like I have to think 10 steps ahead of the chick or the next family person or whatever the case may be. I have to think better because he's only thinking he wants his child. He's only thinking I need to be here. He's only thinking I need to provide. He's only thinking this. But I have to think as the nurturer. I have to think as the strategist. I have to think as the person to keep my family molded and blended and, mm-hmm. you know, with this type of energy that's needed to get us to complete our task that we're here for. So that's what made, made me like, you know, that's what made us for who we are with the whole circumstances. And I'm thankful that he allowed me to play that part and I still stayed in the background, but I would tell him, uh-uh, get this paperwork, do it like this, keep this receipt, keep a calendar. And when he played all of that in court, it worked, <laughs> you know? They didn't even want to see it because, again, it was together, <laughs> you know? They like, oh, now we don't even want to see the calendar. Oh, why you don't want to see the calendar? This is how many days we have her. This is how much we do. This is how many times we went to school. I mean, I mean, what the, you don't want to see that? You sure? <laughs> I think I think for me, um, gosh, it was the same. It really was the same thing. But from from the moment that me and Jay started being friends, um, it was something about like like no matter who else I was talking to, no matter what else I was doing, he had this genuineness about him, and mm-hmm. he 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 just it, it was just something that is you you would have to know him to be able to kind of like, you know, understand what I'm saying. So what y'all do, but he just had a gene, he was just a genuine person. And Mm -hmm. I think that by me never really, the only person I ever really got that from was my dad, which Mm -hmm. is actually my stepdad, but he raised, but he raised me. So that's really the only dad that I know. And, you know, it was like the spirit that he had. And when he told me something, it was like, I almost knew that that was the truth about it, you know, like I, yeah. it was like I didn't really have to really question too much about yeah. it. I'm not gonna sit here and lie, we done been through some things, you know, we had, but even through those things that we have been through, he still always told me the ugly truth, even if I really, if he knew that I wasn't, you know, gonna be able to accept it, so whenever we went through those situations, cause it was, it was times like, cause we gonna have to do this again. Cause it's so much that we <laughs> But um, it was so many times that it would be situations where he would make me feel like he was putting people on a pedestal above me when I'm telling him what's going on being a woman, but he wouldn't understand because he knew these people before me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, so, like, mm-hmm. so, so, you know, it, it was, it almost made me feel inferior in a sense, because I'm like, I'm telling you what's going on. I'm telling yes. you what, what the motive is. Yes. You really see it, you know? So mm-hmm. I just had to lean in on the genuine person that I knew that he, that he was. And, and I knew that when he, when he would say, oh, 
this not I don't want to do it like this because it's not really affecting our life. Or if I, or if I do this, this gonna make them act like that. I knew that he that he was a peaceful person. He hated confrontation. And I knew that a lot of decisions that he made was because he didn't want to deal with the confrontation. Uh-huh. So you know. It, it just got to the point to where you, he, we couldn't really not deal with it anymore. But then I had, yes. to, then I had to know and believe that he's still that person that I know that he's to be, but he's just running away from the issues, you know. So mm-hmm. I just knew that I knew that he that that through it all, we would make it to this point, you know. Yes. So. And how many band aids we would have used if we allowed them to keep, you know, just yeah putting a new one on just to get through the weekend or get through that win. Y'all just making it bad. We just about to, we ain't got to say something about every single thing. (laughs) (laughs) What you got to say, Tommy? (laughs) I'm just listening. (laughs) Make us go back in time. (laughs) So like when we do this the next time, we, we have to do it like on live because like the way y'all just looked at each other after 20, like almost 20 years, like for real, like people need to see that. People don't see enough successful marriages. People don't see enough successful situations where we're talking about child support and we're being able to be tra- transparent and say, you know, it was times I missed the payment here. I was, time, you know, right. You know, being transparent to, to say those things <laughs> where they have other men out there that's dealing with this, you yeah. know, and they feel like crap yeah. or they got other women that's dealing with this and they feeling like they want to leave their man because they don't want to deal with that not knowing that there's the, the grass is greener if you just water it right there you know right. just stay in water and water mm-hmm. your grass <laughs> you know yes yeah stop running from the situation and hit it head on and stop putting a band-aid on it yeah. and basically clean and get that womb all the way together and get deep down in the gut so it won't bleed anymore basically if that's how you want to put it. I was supposed to ask that. <laughs> no, I'm supposed to ask you that. Uh-huh. Oh you're right. Yeah. You're right. You let you go on. But I but the but the key is the key I think is that you know understanding your partner is 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 vital. You know, mm-hmm. knowing who you're with and knowing their capabilities. And I'm always go back to this. I know I may sound redundant, but I don't feel like anything, anything can be anything can be solved through communication. Mm-hmm. Communication, consistency, and commitment. I think you can pretty much solve anything in a relationship. And you have to want to be together. If you decided that we're gonna be together, and no matter what, this is what it is. This is what I want then you're going to work through it. I know that was one of the main things me and Ming said when we got together. Before we got together. Yeah, that we, we wanted to be together. We didn't have no kids. We still don't have no kids together. You know, we don't have no kids together. We don't have anything that actually physically ties us together but the fact that we want to be married to each other and we love each other. And I think when you make that decision, that I think that's the mo- everything that follows after that is like, man, yeah. What would y'all say before we end? i say... When people, the question you asked in the beginning, Justin, when people ask us or say stuff like, man, don't y'all get tired of each other sometimes? I get I get that all the time from the fellas in, in the barbershop. You know I get that. <laughs> and like I tell them, it's the straight up truth. And if somebody, if anybody that know me 
here's this. They are once they when they know I'm gonna answer this question, they know what I'm gonna say because I see it, I've been seeing it for years because it's the truth. Okay. We've been together. We've been together about 21 years. We live together, we work together. I really don't have any outside friends other than people's hair I cut. I have acquaint acquaintances. And I believe it's the same with Dewana. How we get along, how we stay together, and I still look at her like I do, is on top of being lovers, we friends. That's it. Oh. And <laughs> communication is key. And we and and for us, we had to learn that. You know what I'm saying? In the beginning, it might have been a little rough. Yeah. But as far as our relationship, Dewana came into a uh a relationship where I already had a child four years in the making. And it wasn't just smooth sailing, but it wasn't as bad as I've heard way more worse cases than what I had. Yeah. It wasn't the best and it wasn't the worst. She went through the, she lost her taxes over me, over my mistake due to child support. Me and Dewana went through bankruptcy. A lot of people don't know that. I don't mind sharing that because somebody wow. might need to hear that. Wow. But I'll tell anybody, wow. we've we been in bankruptcy wow. and we've been on flat bottom. Wow. But nobody really knew family or nothing. We never asked. We've never asked for anything. Families have given, but we've never asked for it. And that's and really it was due to me, because as a man, I guess, and me, yeah. the way I was raised, I have a high, my pride is high. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But we've been through bankruptcy, we've been at the bottom, we've been at the top. We'd have been through it all, it seemed like. The only thing we 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 friends and we love us now. We've been together twenty plus years. Been married going on twenty. Been together twenty plus, but we've never had any issues as far as like infidelity or anything. We've yeah. never since we've been married. Nobody's ever slept outside the home. I mean, unless not doing not because yeah, of yeah, anger. Yeah. She might have a girls' night or something. You know what I'm saying? It goes with girlfriend. But basically, to sum it up, I'm just trying to say, you got to be lovers and friends to get through this. We work together every day, man. Like right now, we sitting right here. We're going to get up. When we get out the phone, we're going to sit here and watch TV, fall asleep. Tomorrow, we're going to wake up. Guess what? We work in the same building, and we drive separate cars every day. That is our little space. Everybody got to have their little space. Yeah. I get in my truck. We used to drive separate cars. Y'all ride together? But we ride together. We been, we. We ain't never, we ain't, I'm, I move around during the day. That's probably the most that we not yeah, together because I be, because I be moving around yeah. during the day. But and then guess what? With us, sometimes when we leave, sometimes we follow each other to work, follow each other <laughs> home. So it's kind of like, why are we even taking both vehicles? But that's, that's why we had stuff. We like, we was like, man, because that's how I was feeling. I was like. Man, I, I was just gonna ride, drive my well, own truck. Well, we did do that. We did do that with the white truck too. Yeah. And then we, yeah. we started doing it. And we just actually stopped doing it again. Yeah. And now we drive again. So we have had times when we right. actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, we, I said I was gonna stop and we was gonna ride I together. I more so for us, the reason why we ride separately is because I'm still in the mode of 
when our kids were small, I was the mom that had PTA, basketball, this yeah. and that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. you know, cheerleading and all that. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you can stay at work because mama got to leave. Daddy going to yeah. stay at work. Mama got to leave. So basically not. It's just habit. And he's an early bird and I'm really not. So that's kind of like that <laughs> ordeal too. <laughs> but it works for us. You know, right. this is us and it works for us. We definitely have to do this again because Enjoy I feel like, so like so much that we could actually talk about. So we're going to plan to do another one. Um, I'm going to say after the after election day because whoo. This memory. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. so you gonna win, brother. You gonna win. <laughs> Councilman in the making. Yes, right. <laughs> oh Lord. Don't egg him on. <laughs> <laughs> you know we got you. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in. <laughs> With us with Dewana and Tony at Deluxe Haircuts, Haircuts, and make sure that y'all go follow their Instagram at Deluxe Hair and Cuts. Also, and make sure that y'all tune in after November third. We will be doing a on the couch live because it was so good. So make sure that y'all leave a review, leave those stars, and make sure that y'all just hit us up with any questions or concerns that y'all may have. Thank y'all so much. And make sure you go to onyourkeys.com. Look out for the child support free guide. Look out for the six-figure winner. Follow us. Follow me on jgode underscore and make some more on Instagram. Yes, ma'am. Peace.